Welcome, everyone, to the Farm CPA podcast uh, presented by Top Producer. I am Paul Niefer, your host. And today we're actually going to do something a little different. Uh, we're going to bring in Sarah Schaefer from Top Producer. She's the editor of Top Producer. And we're actually going to uh, review some of the history, her history, the history of Top Producer, the fact that we have the summit coming up uh, here next month in Nashville and so on. So, Sarah, how are things going? Oh, they're going great, Paul. I'm excited to be on the podcast. I uh, probably am the biggest fan of the podcast. Well, I'm I'm glad I have at least one fan. You know, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure my wife has never listened to one of my podcasts. Uh, uh, matter of fact, I remember back uh, the first couple years or the first year. I think it was the first year I was on the farm on the prop tour, and I knew I was going to be on Ag Day, and I had taped it. Uh, so I get back home and I, I bring my wife into the living room. I, this is such a proud moment for Paul that he's actually going to be on TV. And the the clip comes up and I, I, I tell my wife, I go, honey, look, there's my arm. There's that was all that was on crop uh, on Ag Day TV <laughs> was my arm. Uh, but, you know, since then, obviously, both for you and I, uh, you know, I've been on Ag Day, Ag Web, uh, or not Ag Web, but Ag Day, AgriTalk, uh, multiple times. So I don't even look at it hardly anymore. So, uh, uh, but uh, it it is funny how things evolve. It is. Well, we're we're sure glad we get to share your talents, Paul. <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, why don't we start off with uh, your background? You know, how you got started, uh, uh, where you went to college, how you got started with uh, Farm Journal Media and Top Producer, and so on. Sure. So I'm a Missouri farm girl. I grew up in central Missouri in a tiny little town of Jamestown. And I do mean tiny. Uh, there's about 382 population. I graduated with the class of 22. Okay. Um, and so I, we had a diversified farm at the time. We had farrow to finish hogs, beef cattle, corn, soybean, milo, hay. Um, so just a great upbringing. I actually raised broiler chickens um, as my FFA project. So we brought some poultry back to the farm for a few years. Uh, so I just love being a part of the farming community and then went to the University of Missouri uh, for college and studied agriculture journalism. And so that really uh, gave me exposure to a lot of different ways to communicate about agriculture and write um, in many different forms. And so it was just a great path. And then in college, I uh, started interning with the uh, lo local electric cooperative. And so that was actually my first job doing communications for an electric cooperative. So I joke now that we're talking about carbon and carbon credit in agriculture. I'm like, oh, I did that years ago in the electric <laughs> co-op world. Yep. Um, and so I joined Farm Journal in 2009 and in February, actually. So we're coming up on my anniversary with Farm Journal. So uh, when I started there, I did mostly online for AgWeb uh, and then started writing for Farm Journal, writing for Top Producer, uh, kind of doing a little bit of everything and then became editor of Top Producer. Um, I would say it's been about five years now. And so it's been a, a lot of fun. Farm Journal is a great place to work because we do so many different things. And so no day is exactly the same. 
And luckily I am motivated by deadlines. Yep. <laughs> so uh, I, in addition to being top producer editor, I'm also content manager of Farm Journal. So that means uh, I touch every page that goes in Farm Journal and top producer for every issue that we mail out. So you have double deadlines is what you're saying. Double deadlines, especially this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. There's there's a little bit of a lull during. I think it's spring planting where you don't bug you me with it. a deadline, but uh, I think for the next month or so, I have a feeling I have to pre uh, prepare a couple columns for top producer. I'm guessing, if I remember right. You're right. Don't worry. I will not let you forget. Okay. Well, and you mentioned broilers, my because we have a, a little 200 acre ranch in southeastern Washington State, and my wife loves to. You know, she has goats and we have chickens, uh, the layers, you know, the layer, I think she averages about nine eggs a day and she loves that. Uh, but the last couple of years, we've actually raised broiler chickens. Last year we did 50. This year we're doing a hundred and, uh, and she has all that equipment, you know, so instead of mm -hmm. having to manually pluck all those feathers out, you know, you don't, you, you know, you, you, you first kill them, you know, nicely. I mean, you try to do it as humanely as possible. Then you dunk them into this uh, vat of hot water and then you stick it in this, like, it looks like a, uh, almost like a washing machine. You know, it's got all these fe feathers. You spin it around there for about 10 seconds and out comes the chicken and there isn't a feather to be found. So it's a pretty, pretty fast process now. That is, yes. Ours was not quite that fast, but I do have wonderful memories of my grandmother teaching me how to butcher chickens and how to do the whole process. And I was very popular for those few years because it's hard to find, well, at the time, especially, it was hard to find um, fresh grown broilers. So yep. I had uh, quite a, a hot con customer list for a few years <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was funny. We have a, a neighbor of ours that I think they processed last year like 500 chickens and um, they use our equipment or borrow some of our equipment and they have a processing line and they have like five kids ranging from like five-year-old to like 15-year-old and they're all out there helping and and yeah I, I went out there and looked at it man it's it's it, it's quite the activity so but, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of family bonding <laughs> exactly and and only on the farm cpa podcast can we have bonding over butchering chickens <laughs> you know chickens. So, yeah, exactly exactly so well now you're the 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 editor or publisher editor uh what what's the correct term is it editor or what's the correct it is term editor okay yes, that's, editor, that's top producer yep uh, that's what i thought can you just give us a a brief history of top producer because i know farm when i was a child and and again that's long long time ago uh but when i was a child you know i i always remember waiting for the farm journal magazine to show up but i never got a top producer magazine because i think at that time you know top producer wasn't around so go through the history of top producer sure so top producer was actually born out of the 1980s and so during that time when we all know uh how hard it got to manage a farm and be profitable and so uh, our, my predecessors had the great idea of starting a publication that really focused on the business of farming. So if you pick up Top Producer then or today, we don't cover agronomy, we don't cover a lot of production, we cover the business side. So the money, the marketing, the management, the HR, um, the leadership of running a big farm. And so 
it started as an insert in Farm Journal, and then slowly uh, as it picked up steam, it became a standalone uh, magazine. So yeah, so it's about, uh, you know, before long, it'll be 40 years old. We're not that oh. far from our 40 year birthday. Um, but uh, since then, you know, we've really zoned in on that management side of farming. And so each month we feature a top producer on the cover. Um, we're the only farm magazine to do that, that has a farmer on the cover every issue. And so we really do a deep dive into that person's operation. You know, what makes him or her successful? What's their strategic plan and strategic advantage? Um, and so it's really like you kind of get to know that farmer, um, which is we really bring a lot of heart and soul um, to that operation. And then, you know, what's fun for me is, of course, the majority of our readers are corn and soybean growers in the Midwest. Yep. Um, but because we focus on the business side, that lets me profile farmers from all types of agriculture. And so, you know, I've written about strawberry producers in California. We've had peach producers from the Southeast. We've had large dairy operations, potato operations, um, or some that are just really diversified beyond agriculture. Um, so that makes it a lot of fun for me to get to visit all these amazing um, producers and operations. And I think also makes it interesting for our readers. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking from a personal standpoint a little bit, uh, you actually a few years back had a had a cover and an article on a apple a packing company out in yeah. Central Washington State, and and actually the the son of one of the owners, uh, his, their son and my son played basketball together. So that was uh, that was sort of uh, fun to read that article. So it, it's all and 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 certainly many of the top producers now. Uh, at least for me personally, I've met most, uh, I maybe not all of them, but certainly I've met almost all of them in the last 10 years or so, so uh, so that it is always fun. And I visited uh, quite a few of them at their at, at their actual farm operation. Oh, it's, they're, I mean, it's just so interesting and fun, and they're all just such wonderful people, um, who, and just such impressive businessmen and women. And so, uh, and I find typically very welcoming, um, to fans like us. Yep, yep, exactly. Well, now that's Top Producer. And again, Top Producer was sort of an offshoot or came about because of the farm crisis. And it was an insert originally with Farm Journal. But Farm Journal Media isn't just Farm Journal or Top Producer. Can you give us sort of an overview of all, not all, because we we could be here all day going through <laughs> all of yeah. them, but let's go through maybe the top 10, your top 10 uh, top five, top 10 uh, things that Farm Journal Media does? Sure. So, of course, Farm Journal is our marquee brand, the magazine that started over 135 plus years ago. Um, and so most people know us for that. But then we also have magazines. Um, we have one for ag retailers um, called The Scoop. We also have drovers for beef producers. We have dairy herd management and milk for dairy producers. We have Farm Journal Pork for pork producers. And then we also have a couple um, publications geared for the produce industry. Not so much produce growers, but um, the packers, shippers, those yeah. within the produce industry. Um, and then, of course, you mentioned Ag Day and U.S. Farm Report are Ag Days are daily television show, U.S. Farm Reports, our weekend show, and then we also have AgriTalk, um, which is our daily uh, radio program. We have the morning AgriTalk and then AgriTalk PM. So we really, um, you know, when we talk about 
multimedia muscle, you know, we have it. Um, we also, of course, we have Pro Farmer and some other uh, subscription-based products as well. But we really, uh, by being able to have all of these publications under one umbrella, we get to bring some really smart people to the team. And so uh, it's, it's a really fun and dynamic team to be a part of. Yeah, it was it was funny. So back in the middle of the pandemic, back in the summer of 2020, um, you had put on a uh, or Farm Journal had put on sort of a, a little bit of a summit out at Ben Rinchy's place in in Iowa. Yeah, and I, I remember I was on a panel with a couple bankers from the area, and and Tyne Morgan from U.S. Farm Report uh, was asking us, you know, various questions, and then she sort of ended it with, uh, you know, are we optimistic? Are we pessimistic? about farming and and it was funny and now again not because i had any great crystal ball but i i go at that time i'm very optimistic about farming i think in the next few years you know that pricing is going to be much better you know that farmers are going to be in better shape not realizing within four months you know that was when the trend <laughs> changed and it, i called it now hopefully i don't ever call it where i'm pessimistic about farming because uh uh, yeah, yeah, although keep your that, to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm always fairly optimistic on, on farming because the one thing, you know, certain industries evolve or go out of business. I don't think farming will ever go out of business. Uh, we all need to I eat. I don't think so, so either. <laughs> so, so I think we're okay there. So, uh, well, good. Um, now we have top producer was started in the eighties. But this summit, you know, we now have a summit coming up that it's an annual occurrence. Let's go through the history of the summit. Uh, why why did it start? Uh, when was the first summit or approximately when the first summit was? And, and just go through through that history. Sure. So, um, as I said, you know, with Top Producer, we focus on the producers that are leading the industry in various ways. And so it's always been about this group of people, you know, what, what connects and sets this group apart. And so the summit started as a way to bring those people together. And actually, I do know when it started because 2022 is our silver anniversary. So this is the 25th anniversary of Top Producer Summit, which is why we're so excited to be together in person next month uh, to honor this silver anniversary. Well, good, good. Now the the actual summit itself is, uh, it's evolved. I mean, originally, or I think historically, the first, what, 20 some events were held in Chicago. Now last year was held in Nashville. I tried to get there, but I think there was some type of a weather event uh -oh. last year that prevented me from getting there if i remember yep. right so yeah yep. we took some ice to nashville last year but knock on wood we'll have no ice this year <laughs> but the but yes it, it was in chicago for uh decades um for about i believe all but one year they tried moving it to florida and then uh they didn't get the numbers so they people wanted to go back to chicago um so we were in chicago we love chicago um but in planning last year and this year through COVID, um, we surveyed our attendees and everyone's excited to be in Nashville. And so yeah. if we can keep the ice away. It might be a little warmer yeah. <laughs> than when we're normally in Chicago. Um, but yeah, you know, in addition to the location changing, um, over the years, we've brought, we've kind of broadened our audience. We used to have some standalone events for our 
executive women in agriculture program, so female farmers. Um, and then we also had uh, tomorrow's top producer, which is our young farmer program. And so, so they've all been held separately, and then we kind of wrapped them all together about three years ago. And that was a really smart move because that let, you know, it let a lot of families start attending together or yep. spouses, um, father, son, father, daughter, mother, son. Um, and so it let them kind of all attend together, learn together, but then have content that is specific to where they are in their career or what their focuses are on the farm. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to uh, bring those groups together um, and then really find speakers that can speak to all of them, but then also find ones that can really zone in and talk specifically to some of those groups. Yeah, and then also I, I know uh, certainly the Legacy Project was part of that too. I, I know yes. that uh, I've been involved in that, and uh, and uh, and then uh, sometimes you force me to uh, do a breakout session on uh, income taxes, uh, and you sometimes force me to do that back to back to back. And by the mm -hmm. time I do that yep. third breakout <laughs> session, I'll start talking, and I'm like. Did I say this before? Yeah, I said it before, but did I say it during this? Class? You know, you, you you get you can get a little bit messed up there. So right, well, and so Paul, you're a great example. So you know, I I plan this event each year, and what I really try to find is a balance of speakers that farmers have maybe never heard before. You know, never heard it, an event in our industry, but then also bringing in folks like yourself who are crowd favorites who they want to come back and hear every year. And so finding that balance of, you know, those speakers that people know that they want to get the updates on, they already have questions for like yep. yourself. Yep. Yep. Um, and then finding some of those new voices to bring in. Um, because, you know, I start planning, sometimes it's a year or more out uh, for when I'm trying to think of what the big topics will be, what our theme should be. Um, and then try to, continue to fine tune that and put all the pieces together um, to get us to the actual event. So it's a balancing act, but it's a really fun challenge. And, and is there uh, a particular theme for this year's summit? Yes. So our theme is business on Broadway. So moving to Nashville, our hotel is a fantastic hotel. I'm sorry you didn't get to see it last year, Paul. You'll get to see it in a few weeks. <laughs> Good, <laughs> but good. it's a brand new Hyatt, uh, really close to Broadway um, in downtown Nashville. So it's a great location, um, beautiful property, fun, um, fun amenities. And so we were like, well, we're taking business to Broadway. So and I think that really shows, um, you know, Top Producer Summit, like you're going to learn a lot. You know, it's it's a business education event. But there's also great networking and yep. it's fun. So yep. we really try to combine those two things, especially after not being able to see folks for the last few years. I'm really excited to bring a big group together again. Yeah, I, I think that's, in my opinion, that's always the best part about the Top Producer Summit is the networking, you know, meeting other farmers. Uh, you're, you're at that event and you're not there as a competitor. You're, you're there as a somebody that's doing the exact, not the exact same thing, but you're in the same business. You're trying to produce a great product. You're trying to be a good steward of the of the land. And you're finding other people that have the same core values that you do typically. You know, I think that's a great point, Paul. That's something that I've noticed over the years and what attendees have told me. Um, and, you know, like I mentioned, I'm from a small town and I know what it's like um, for large 
successful businesses in small towns. Yep. <laughs> and so the opportunity to meet other peers from other parts of the country or even other parts of your state uh, is a real, you know, it's just such a great opportunity because then you can, um, I guess the most delicate way of saying is you don't have to be embarrassed by your success. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you started in 09 with, you know, with Farm Journal Media. I actually started the, the po- or not the podcast, the, the blog back in 09. And, uh, and, and I think that's how I actually got sort of uh, associated with Top Producer is your predecessor, Jeannie Bernick, had, uh, yeah. had seen the blog and reached out to me. And I think originally she had asked me, Hey, will you do maybe a couple articles? And then she asked me to to start the Farm CPA column, and that's getting close to ten years now. I think we'll have to go back. Yeah. I think it is getting close to ten years. So, um, and you you were talking about uh, uh, you know that the fact that I, I think some farmers show up to the conference or to the summit maybe to because they want to talk to me or listen to my. Uh, to my talk. Uh, uh, I actually, believe it or not, sir, I have some groupies out there, you know, so. Uh, I, you know, I am not surprised at all by this, Paul. Yeah, I, I remember I was the first year I was the chair of the AICPA Ag Committee it was held in Austin, Texas. And this is be like 2013 or 14. And it's the end of the conference. And I'm just talking to some people and a couple ladies come running up to me and they go, Paul, you know, we just love your blog. And there was a couple people back at the office. They were from Farm Credit somewhere in the East Coast. And they said, a couple of these people, they couldn't come to the conference and we want to get your autograph. So I had to sit there and <laughs> autograph. They had printed out blog posts and I had to sit there and autograph my blog posts. And I was like, this is actually for me at the time, I go, this is a little creepy, but <laughs> but, but it was fun. So but, uh, That's an amazing story, Paul. Yeah, for for the for a typical CPA, you know, for I, a I think, CPA, yeah, the how many typical, people, how many CPAs get asked for their autograph? Yeah, I know, it I can't know, be many. and I can tell you, my wife has never asked me for mine, so uh, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. Well, Sarah, I think uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break for a sponsor message, and then we'll come back and and we'll continue to discuss. Uh, uh, the Top Producer Summit and, and, and go into maybe some of your favorite memories from uh, maybe some of the summits in the past. So uh, we'll go ahead and take a, a break right now. Get timely updates about taxation, accounting, succession planning, and other issues that are unique to farmers and agribusiness processors. Find out about major agribusiness events and how to comply with new laws that affect your business. Subscribe to Farm CPA at blogs.claconnect.com forward slash agribusiness and experience the CLA promise. blogs.claconnect.com forward slash agribusiness. Welcome back, everyone, to the Farm CPA podcast presented by Top Producer. I'm Paul Nefer, your host, and we're going to go ahead and rejoin our conversation with Sarah Schaefer, the editor of Top Producer magazine. Uh, Sarah, we've been discussing uh, Top Producer, Farm Journal Media, the summit that's coming up in Nashville, and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but 
what are some of your favorite memories of of the actual summits over the years? Well, thinking back to one of the very first ones I went to, um, what was so fun for me was seeing some of these farmers that I had read about or seen in the magazine in real life. <laughs> you know, you had that moment you were like, that person looks familiar. And then you realize, oh, I read an article about them in Top Producer or Farm Journal um, a few months ago. So making those real life connections um, is really fun, kind of like your groupies at the CPA convention. <laughs> <laughs> but then I can remember um, several speakers. You know, one of the things that is really, really fun for me is finding our motivational speakers each year. And yep. I have farmers who tell me, like, that's really one of the top reasons I come because, you know, as farmers or even in our roles, Paul, like you don't get to hear that many like true motivational speakers. Yeah. And so finding those ones that just have really great messages. And so, you know, we had Rudy Rudiger there one year. We had Jim Craig, the goalie for the Miracle on Ice team. We had Chris Cook, uh, the farmer from Canada who has no arms and no legs. And mm -hmm. hearing how he... Um, has just excelled in life and the great attitude he brings to the world. Um, I mean, those memories, like I will find myself quoting <laughs> different speakers that I've heard um, at top producer summit over the years. So that's definitely uh, one of my top memories. Okay. Well, and then, uh, you know, some of my top memories probably that we shouldn't mention on the podcast is, is the after event upstairs at the Chicago Hilton. There's some interesting things that go on there. So <laughs> <laughs> The great, great networking, for yeah, sure. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and Paul, of course, I know because you and I normally get to sit at the same table for part of this, but um, our awards banquet, where yes. we honor our top producer of the year winners, as well as our EWA Trailblazer winner and tomorrow's top producer Horizon Award winner. Um, those are always just magical moments. Um, you know, being able to recognize those farmers for just the good businesses that they're running and how they're doing it in most cases with their family and leading employees. Um, there's just, I mean, oh, so many beautiful moments. Um, and there's, I mean, not from you, but typically there's a few tears shed. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, just in, in celebrating those uh, super impressive farmers. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting uh, when you are at the dinner and you're watching the video presentations for each of the farmers, and typically it's almost always three candidates, and in my memory, at least, I don't know if it's ever been yep. more than three, but you see the three videos and you're like, how do you pick which one's the best one? Because they're all deserving of it, uh, uh, but eventually they're, they're, there has to be, quote, a winner. But all three of them in my book are all winners. I mean, it, it, oh, uh, the, so they true. definitely are the, the top of the top. So, uh, uh, and, but it's always sort of fun to like, okay, I think that one's going to be the winner. And sometimes I'm right <laughs> and sometimes I'm not. So, uh, so, th so that's always good. Plus, it's usually a pretty good dinner. I mean, and, and oh, so that, that, that we, part is good. Yeah. Picking the menu is kind of fun too. <laughs> now, with Nashville, is is there any specific difference on the menu at Nashville versus a Chicago, or is it or is a it pretty much bit. the same? Just a little bit. I, it, you know, it's. Um, I was joking with our team the other day that it seems like we're going back to uh, 
you know, whenever you sat down for dinner with your grandma and she said, this is what we're having. And you say, yes, yep, yep. <laughs> because uh, you can imagine planning large quantities of food right now with yep. the supply chain challenges. We say, yep, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, the food at the hotel last year was fantastic. And good. you can't always say that about hotel food, but no. this food really was delicious. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm, I've reached the point and I guess I'm starting to sound like an old fart, I guess, but, uh, I've reached the point where I only like food that I can pronounce, you know, if, if, if it's, <laughs> if it's so, you know, if it's so Frenchy sound and that actually, I don't mean that as an insult, but you know, that it's, it's like, how do you too pronounce this and what is, yeah, too fancy sounding. I'm probably not going to like it. So, uh, uh, <laughs> but, or, or they'll, they'll, They'll have, and I'll ask the waiter or the wait person, I go, what, what, what is this? And they'll describe it. And I go, oh, you mean it's gravy? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> then, then I like it. You know, so, you know, that, that so, type of stuff. Being but, in the uh, South, I'm sure there'll be some gravy on the menu yeah, at some I, point. <laughs> and, and I will never turn down good gravy. So I, I have no problem with that. Well, what, uh, you know, we know that the, uh, the theme of the top producer, but what should we expect in, in Nashville? When, what are the dates? Uh, um, you know, what are the um, sort of the segments that are happening and so on? Let's go through those details for the listeners out there. Sure. So the dates are February 14th through the 16th. So we're kicking off on Valentine's Day that afternoon. And so we'll have um, some sessions that afternoon and then our awards banquet that evening. Um, and then Tuesday, the 15th, will be a full day of general sessions and then breakout sessions where, you know, we go into small groups where you can, it's much more interactive. You can ask lots of questions. You'll, of course, be doing one of those, Paul. Yep. Um, and then that evening, for the first time, we are doing an off-site reception. So we have rented out Blake Shelton's Old Red Bar. And so oh. for two hours that evening, yes, we uh, we will be there. We'll have some signature drinks. Um, thanks to our sponsors, we'll have a house band. We'll have Alex Miller, who actually was an American Idol finalist, a good 4-H kid from the South. Okay. Um, so we'll have live music. So we're like, if we're in Nashville on Broadway, yeah. we need to listen to some good music. Um, so that uh, we're really excited for it. Like I said, that'll be from 8 to 10 that evening. So we'll wrap up late afternoon. Everyone can go out, have a great dinner out on the town, and then we'll meet up for our uh, reception that evening. Okay. And then the next day, we'll have a couple more speakers and breakout sessions and end with our keynote speaker uh, with lunch. Okay. So we pack okay. a lot in for, yeah. uh, you know, two and a half days. Now... You may or may not know this, but the Super Bowl this year is actually on February 13th. And if the Tennessee Titans are in the Super Bowl, Nashville might even be more wilder than normal. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we do have to prepare for that. So <laughs> be prepared. I think yeah. I think we can handle it. And yeah. it'll probably be the Chiefs. <laughs> well, yeah, you will see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, that would be three years in a row. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, I think, had it four years in a row. But uh, I do like the Chiefs, but I, I hate to say it, I like the Bills, too. So I like the fact that Josh Allen went to Wyoming. He looks like a farm kid. Now, I know he grew up, I think it was <laughs> in California. Uh, but, uh, uh, but uh, you know, that'll be fun. So, well, you know, we've gone through uh, what to expect in Nashville. We've gone through the history of Top Producer 
Uh, is there anything else? Uh, actually, maybe I'll ask, you know, I'll ask, uh, I didn't warn you about this, but I'll ask my two typical questions that I sort of end my podcast with is, what keeps you up at night? What 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 do you fret about or worry about, if anything, uh, in, in regards to your role with Top Producer? Sure. So, what I find each you know each magazine issue when I'm putting together the books and I have the opportunity to feature this amazing farmer on the cover of our magazine and write about his or her operation, um, I take a lot of pride in that. And I really want to make sure I capture what really makes this person unique and impressive. And I want them to feel good about the opportunity too. So that's definitely something that um, I'm always fine tuning and really trying to make sure um, that I'm doing a good job, but also doing right by that farmer. So that can keep me up at night, depending on, uh, you know, depending on the month. Okay, good, good. You know, speaking of that, you know, one of the sessions you're having me do, I think, on the main stage is a a farm panel of of yeah. farmers that have gone through some succession. And so we're just going to dive in a little bit deeper into, you know, maybe what they did right, what they did wrong, what they'd like to do over, uh, what advice they might have. So I think that's definitely a, a session that applies to everybody. I mean, all I'm farm so families. Excited deal yeah. with with succession planning. And speaking of that, you know my always my last uh, question that I ask is, uh, what's your definition of success in farming? And since you see a lot of successful farmers, uh, maybe just uh, briefly go over what you view as being a success in farming. Yeah, I think um, you know, if I can think of some common threads of the farmers that I've really gotten to know over the years, they all have, a great passion. They just love what they do. Um, you know, whether that's in the field or in the office or leading a team. Um, and then so many of them are just really thoughtful leaders. And the ones, and I've read this is common in other businesses too, but the ones who I see that are really just the best leaders are in it for the team and are mm -hmm. in it for the future. And it's not a power play. It's not trying to take credit. You know, they could probably take a lot more credit yep. <laughs> for everything they've done. Um, but they're those humble servant leaders, um, which is just, you know, it, it's very inspiring. And I hope some of that um, transpires through the pieces and the podcasts that you do with them um, and serves as a little inspiration for others. Okay. Well, good, good. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the podcast before we sign off? Sure. Um, so if you want to learn more about the summit, and I hope you can join us, go to tpsummit.com. Uh, you can register for the event in Nashville. And if you can't make it to Nashville, we are offering an online event the following week. So it does not overlap with the in-person event. And why that's really exciting is that we are going to do several live sessions, one with you, Paul, and Polly Dobbs, the attorney from Indiana who has worked with us uh, with the Legacy Project. So we're going to have some live interactive sessions, but then also we will have some recordings from some of the uh, keynote speakers in Nashville. So it's not the same as being in Nashville, but it's a close second and it's a good option, um, you know, if travel won't let you join us in Nashville. 
Well, and, and when you get Polly and I together, that can get pretty dangerous. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. It's been too long, Paul. I know. I know. Trying to get the team back together. Exactly. Exactly. Well, again, Sarah, thank you very much for uh, for joining the podcast, and and I hope the listeners out there, if you are interested in in attending the summit in Nashville, again, as as Sarah mentioned, you can go to TP. So Tom Paul Summit. Uh, dot com. Did I get that correct? TPSummit.com and, yep. and sign up for it there. There's still certainly room available for people to, to join there. And, uh, and if you've never met Sarah or never met me, um, not that that might be the greatest thing of all time, but uh, we'll both be there. And, and we, are always, uh, we always love uh, sharing your stories. So with that, uh, again, thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you, Paul. And again, this is the Farm CPA podcast presented by uh, Top Producer. And this is Paul Neefe, your host, signing off. <laughs>